You already know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Mr. Fuck You Want Me in this thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm in this bitch solo dolo, you know what I'm saying? I figure every once in a while I should probably do uh you know do do one by myself, you know what I'm saying? Just Really, actually, to be honest, this shit is more for me than it is for y'all, bro. I just be trying to um, weigh through my thoughts. Um, And the only reason I do it on the podcast is because I feel like the shit that I'm talking about might be worth a a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the way I'm thinking of feeling uh, somebody else might be... And maybe they think they're the only one or maybe somebody disagree, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Which, you know, of course, the motto... But um, that don't mean I'm opposed to conversation, debate. Um, if you don't know by now, nigga, arguing is what I like to do. Um, but even beyond arguing, just debating and exchange of ideas, I think that shit is necessary to us progressing forward as a people, first and foremost, black people. Um, and then on a larger scale, uh, humanity as well, you know. Uh, just the exchange of ideas, the the ability to hear other people's perspectives and perceptions, blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> let's get into this shit. But first, as always, we're going to talk about what, what your boy sipping on tonight. I actually just came in um, from a little night out with the wife, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it was actually a conversation that we had in the car that, that was like, ah, I need to do a podcast. We got to talk about this shit. But uh, your boy in here sipping on this Johnny Walker 18. Uh, so anybody who know about it, know this ain't your $20 bottle of liquor. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not flexing the ball into nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I heard somebody say um, any any guy who goes to work and wears a suit every day has Johnny Walker blue. This ain't that. <laughs> this ain't Johnny Walker blue, Okay. Um, I have yet to see myself at the point where I could, I'm willing to spend 160 to 200 dollars on a bottle, uh, a fifth, basically a liquor. I, I'm just not there yet. However, I did spend, uh, I think this cost 75. So this is definitely the most expensive bottle of liquor I've ever bought. And, uh, to be clear, I don't taste the difference. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't taste why it cost me seventy five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Now I will say this though about Johnny Walker just as a whole. So this is my second bottle of some Johnny Walker shit. The first shit I heard I had was with uh, the Walker uh, Black, which you heard on the first. Uh, well, not the first, but uh, by the time you hear this, it would have been the podcast before last um, with me and the big homie um, Hit Smarley. 
chopping it up. Mr. Fuck with your boy. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to the whole squad. You know what I mean? I, I, I get to y'all in a second. Let me finish this start though before I move on. Because I'm a little faded. A little faded. You know what I'm saying? I had two two Hennessy doubles. You know what I'm saying? Plus some other shit at another spot we was at. So your boy feeling right right now. But um, see, damn, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was talking about the Johnny Walker. So so it's my second bottle of that, you know what I'm saying? So I went on ahead and got the 18. I was really going to do the green label next, but I was like, uh, let me try this 18 just because of some shit I saw on YouTube that was telling me how I tasted. Nigga, I don't taste none of the shit that dude was describing. I don't taste none of that shit, nigga. That shit tastes like liquor, bro. <laughs> shit tastes like fucking scotch, nigga. Like, the fuck you want from me? You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but no, nah, um, I will say about this Johnny Walker shit, though, that I can't mix it with nothing, though. I gotta drink it straight. It just do not taste right mixed with anything. So there is that, you know, for for whatever that 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 matter to people. And it definitely is some sipping shit. This ain't some shit I drink. You know what I'm saying? It's some shit that I sip. You know what I mean? And just relax to, you know, on my old man shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, if y'all hearing the music in the background, it's just something different. I'm trying so. You know, you I, I mean, as as anything should be, you're going to see this podcast kind of go through different um, variations. Just trying to find the thing that worked. But I, I just felt like when it's just me, um, you know, I should probably have something else going on. But really, to be honest, I fucking like this lo-fi shit. So <laughs> any excuse I get to listen to it, I'm doing it. So it kind of really ain't about you. It's about me. But if you fucking with it and like you want to. Listen to the playlist that I got. Um, you know, let me know. I can post the shit or whatever. If that shit matter, it, it, it may not matter. And it's a moot point. So anyway, so again, it's the Fuck You On Me podcast brought to you by that feeling. It's your boy, Mr. Fuck You On Me, sipping on this Johnny Walker 18. Um, shout out to the whole that feeling family. Shout out to the homie Mark Sox, E. Smitty, DJ 110, Hit Smarley, Henny P., you know what I'm saying? Uh, man Certified Food. Of course, man. Shout out um, from the desk alone. Uh, the squad is definitely growing. Shout out to Poetic. I see you. You know what I'm saying? Little mama done got down with her podcast, man. Check that shit out. Um, of course, follow that feeling on Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. You can get in touch with everything that we got going on. That feeling at that feeling podcast or at that feeling um, of course, East Smitty Real Fools in the den with 110 doing big things. We just shot the video dropping there. Uh, by the time you hear this, you should have seen the shit already. If you ain't, what the fuck is your life about? You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, let's get into the, to the topic. Um, I mean, well, it's, it's really a couple of topics, but it's, it's something that I gotta get into, right? So riding in the car with the wife, you know what I'm saying? And we was chopping it up. Just a variety of things, but so she expressed to me, um, you know, we, we got two shorties together. Um, I got three shorties total. Shout out to my babies. I love all y'all, Tony, Cecil, Chloe, love y'all. Um, but yeah, yo, we um, so, so we, we, me and my wife got two kids together. Um, and so after having Chloe, the last one. She was uh, telling them, you know, she just wanted to go ahead and get a tubes tie. She ain't want no more kids. And she was like, the pushback that she got was insane. Right. And 
she talked to a few different doctors, apparently. So, like, when you and the doctor, or and, and people that have had kids, I guess, would be aware of this. This was news to me. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, so, when you're um, 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 pregnant and kind of going through your process, at the hospital that you're going to have the baby at, they like you to meet with kind of, like, all of the doctors, like, when you have your appointments. Um, so, that just in case, uh, when you're ready to go in labor... And you're like used to one doctor and, you know, maybe that doctor might not be available. So they want you familiar with everybody that's in that section, which makes sense. Okay, cool, whatever. But apparently when she was like, okay, I want you to go ahead and and, and tie my tubes. um, She had to kind of go through a few doctors to express to them that she wanted to do this because they was pushing back on it. You know, you're so young. Um, I think at the time, so my daughter is nine. So at the time... My wife was 27, 27, maybe, maybe 26, about to be 27. Um, and they were like, you know, you're so young. Um, you know, are you sure? Um, I think she, she told me that a doctor even had the, the nerve to ask her, does your husband know? Did you talk to him about it? Is he okay with it? Um, which is absolute fuckery to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't get me wrong. The decision to not have kids anymore when you're in a committed relationship, uh, it, it should probably be a conversation on a level. But um, listen, dog, she got to walk around with that baby, bro, for nine months. You know what I'm saying? However much in the mix you are during the pregnancy, right? If you one of them hands-on people who, or hands-on, yeah, hands-on people, let's just stay there. They like to rub on the stomach or go out at two o'clock in the morning to get her some crazy shit to eat, like mint chocolate chip ice cream and pickles. I think Carrie's was uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream and, and peanut butter. You know, you know what I'm saying? But, um... However involved you are, right, filling the stomach when the baby kicks or whatever, like, you will never be as involved as she is. She can't ever take that shit off. She can't ever put that shit down, bro. Like, when she pregnant, she's always pregnant. She never not pregnant. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, when we separate from them, I mean, yeah, I got a baby on the way, but the baby on the way is over there, (laughs) wherever mama is. If I'm not with her, I'm not I'm not in the mix of that. So, you know, and and that's not to diminish the father's role or anything like that. But it's just to say that. For her, there's never no time off of being pregnant. You're pregnant until you have the baby and then you have this kid that's there. So for her, the shit kind of start immediately. She found out she's pregnant. Now she got to take prenatal vitamins. She has these checkups that she has to go through, even if she's not showing. And then like the hormones in her body is changing. All these different things is going on. So her being pregnant is now and henceforth and forevermore a thing (laughs) like like that she's never really ever able to put down or stop doing and so for her to have to go through any pushback whatsoever from a fucking doctor trying to talk her out of the decision that she's made about her body is bullshit i think it's utter bullshit now don't get me wrong i'm with bringing it up, just saying, hey, have you considered 
right? Just have you considered, like, is this on a whim decision or have you already thought this through? If she says, yeah, I thought this through, you know, I've come to this conclusion. That should be the end of the conversation. Um, and then some people may even say it's not even you shouldn't even ask that. And maybe you shouldn't. I'm, I'm not a woman, so I'm not trying to speak for women here. Right. I'm just saying that because I understand. Right. Like I've been dealing with women long enough to know women can be indecisive. Right. They can in one moment feel a certain way about a thing. And then in that very nearly next moment, feel very differently about that exact same thing. Okay. Um, absolutely. <laughs> so, okay. So I get that. So, so, so that's why you, you want to have a moment, at least give them the moment. Like, Hey, you know, take a second, really consider this. Um, and if you're like, no, no, we good. I want to move forward. That should be the end of it. And the very last thing you should be asking her is, did you talk to your husband um, or your significant other or whatever? Are they OK with it? Like, I, 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 I get it. I'm not saying dismiss them, but but that's not the doctor's place to ask that question. Right. Whether she talked to him or not, that ain't got nothing. Doctor, you ain't got shit to do with that. Get the fuck out of my face. I'll punch you in your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you ain't got nothing to do with that. Right? You whatever the nature of their relationship is. Now, of course, the hope would be, right, that she did talk to him, that she did include them in this decision. But is she obligated to include him? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Like I and this kind of goes like hand in hand with the abortion conversation. I don't think that that the the women are obligated to include the guy in the conversation. I think that you should. I would hope that you would. Right. I think. Right. But but I don't think that you're obligated that you're obligated that you cannot make this choice without somebody else's input or consent. That is bullshit. (laughs) That is bullshit. I make plenty of decisions that ain't nobody else got no input on. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and, and then especially about my body, man, get the fuck out of here. Listen, so I'm in the hospital, right? Find out I got a blood clot, right? Some more other shit. But during the course of this whole process, I'm talking to my doctors and of course they ask you all the questions. And so of course questions come up about whether or not you use drugs, whether or not you drink alcohol. So I tell them, yeah, I drink. You know, drinking is what I do, nigga. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me take a sip. Hold on. <laughs> so I tell them I drink. And I call myself trying to be honest, right, about how much I drink, because you want you would think you want to give the doctors um, you know, all of the information so they can properly diagnose you. Right. But I swear, man, listen, dog, doctors is people too, which means they full of shit too. Okay. I tell the doctor, I say, they're like, how many drinks do you have? I say, ah, 14 drinks a week. Okay. This qualifies me on the scale as a heavy drinker. Uh, on some levels, you know, probably they would consider me to be like an alcoholic, which is not accurate at all. <laughs> it's not accurate at all. I don't, Exhibit any of the symptoms nor signs of alcoholism, which is a disease, not a choice, motherfuckers. Okay? It's a disease, not a choice. It's a conversation for a different podcast. 
in any event, with me telling them that, now, mind you, I've been in the hospital for a day already. I'm talking overnight already, okay? I've been on IV, fine, no issues, except for obviously what I'm in there for. But the doctors decide to give me what's called a banana bag, and it's called a banana bag because it's yellowish in color. Now, I don't know what the fuck this is, okay? Which actually made me feel some kind of way, like I probably should have been more proactive because you are... Sending this shit through my IV straight to my fucking veins. I probably should have asked the question. But, of course, doing that same stupid shit of just trusting the doctor. You know what I'm saying? And that they know best. Um, I let it ride. But a nurse came in and asked me, uh, did you tell them that you drink? I said, yeah. She was like, did you tell them that you drink a lot? I said, I mean, I told them I have 14 drinks a week. She said, you shouldn't have told them that. Now, this is the nurse telling me that. Why? Now, mind you, this is a black nurse. Of course, the doctors that I'm talking to, they're not black. Now, they're not white either. So let's take that off the table. They're not white, but they're not black. The nurse, black, from Jersey. Okay? We vibed very well. (laughs) Shout out to Shorty. But she said, um, so doctors, um, because they people too, and they full of shit, right? So when when they ask you these questions, depending on... Uh, what you look like, your background, they make assumptions on the information, right? So like, if you look like, say, a person that drinks, which I don't know what a person that drinks look like, but I I think it's safe to assume most people drink, right? But in the doctor's opinion, if you look like somebody that drink and you tell them you have two drinks a week, they'll multiply that by, let's say, three or four, right? And then come to the conclusion from that. So, they were assuming from my 14 drinks a week that it was actually more than that. Um, and then they were like, oh, shit, he is an alcoholic. Now, of course, when I told them I drank the 14 drinks a week, they asked me like, yo, you know, are you uh, nauseous? Are you vomiting? Um, basically kind of ran through the alcohol withdrawal symptoms, which I have none of because I'm not a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> Okay, no, I don't have any of these symptoms. I'm not craving a drink, (laughs) nothing like, no, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I've been here overnight already. If it would have been like that, like like if if my sister, like if I was alcohol dependent, I would have been exhibiting symptoms already. And I'm I'm speaking to this shit because I am also a psychology major. I already got my undergrad in psychology, doing my graduate in psychology. So don't take what I'm saying is like somebody who went on fucking WebMD and uh, red, no, no, I'm, I'm speaking this shit because I have studied about this shit. I've taken like a lot of classes about substance abuse or substance use as they have now called it. Um, so I'm speaking from that perspective, right? I don't exhibit any of the symptoms. Like you can go check the DSM five right now, diagnostic and statistic manual, uh, fifth edition of mental disorders. Alcoholism is in there and it, it provides the symptoms to where you can say, okay, based on um, having this uh, this number of the available symptoms, whether or not di- someone can be diagnosed with having alcoholism, right? I don't have any symptoms, zero symptoms, okay? <laughs> None. I have zero, zero symptoms. And they had already told me that the blood clot that I had had nothing to do with my drinking. They are not connected there's no causation. There's no correlation. Okay. No connection whatsoever. Okay. But 
because of how much I told them I drink, and then of course them thinking that I probably drank more than I even said. Oh well, he must be, you know, alcoholic or at least alcohol dependent on some level. We need to give him the banana bag. The banana bag is given to people who are in the hospital, um, and they do have issues with substance use. Um, so like if you're if you if you go go in the hospital for like alcohol poisoning, they're gonna give you a banana bag. Um, pretty much if you go in there with any type of substance use issue, because especially like if you like overdose on the drug or something like that, they got to pump your stomach. They're going to give you this banana bag. The banana bag has like vitamins, nutrients. It's more than just the saline solution that's in your basic IV. OK, that's the most that I know about what's in there. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to be a doctor. All I'm saying is that they gave me this banana bag because they assumed that I was an alcoholic. So these motherfuckers put some, gave me some shit to put in my body. Based on some assumptions that they had that was totally incorrect, utterly incorrect. Not, they didn't even use the evidence just looking at me, knowing I had been there overnight, not having any symptoms, though. They didn't use none of that shit. They just went with their own head. You know what I'm saying? Which let me take this moment to say, hey, when you go to the doctor, absolutely. You trust their expertise. You trust like this is what they do every day. So they do know more than you, but you don't let them motherfuckers just put anything in you. They better explain that shit. And I guarantee you, if I would have pushed back and been like, Hey, what is that? What is that for? It would have been a conversation. Cause I would have been like, hell the fuck. No, I don't need no goddamn fucking alcoholic bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have none of those issues. You don't see none of those symptoms. Why are you giving me this? Fuck out of here. And I wish I would have said something, but learn now for later. Okay. But so my point being right, other, these external people who don't fucking know you, they meet you one day and now they, they want to make choices for you about your body, about your life. Um, they want to give you pushback about the choices that you want to make. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. And then peep it. If if I knew what was going on with the banana bag and I was like, no, don't give me that shit. There might have been some pushback, right? Maybe a little conversation. You know, them trying to convince me that I need it. Hey, you should take it. You drink a lot. And I would have been like, do you see any symptoms? I, I, I don't exhibit any symptoms of alcohol withdrawal. That's the end of the conversation. Mind you, I'm not finna go back and forth with you about the shit you about to put in my body. You see what I'm saying? I'm not, this is not a discussion. I'm paying for this shit, one, because I ain't met my deductible yet, okay? So this shit's coming out of pocket. I am not, no, nigga, you're not putting shit in me that I don't fuck with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bottom line, like, fight me about it. <laughs> Always go to fighting. That's just like a joke, whatever. Um. So, again, to kind of bring it back to what I was saying before about you know, them giving my wife pushback about wanting to get a tubes tied. What the f- like, man, that's bullshit, dog. That's bullshit. Like, the shit women got to deal with in, in this society, homie. Like, when you really sit down and think about it, it's some fuck shit. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I am not the nigga that take women off the hook because, listen, g- growing up <laughs> and even, even to the, to, to this stage of life on some level, right? Um, Women control a lot, a lot. It's it's weird how this shit work now that I'm thinking about it, right? Like, like women basically control commerce, right? The words of Joe Button that was a punch. The fucking YouTube ads, man. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, um, but yeah, so 
women drive, like I said, commerce, they, they control a lot of things, right? Because women spend money. So a lot of things that are sold are marketed to women, right? And then women also kind of drive like what's cool um, on, on a level. Don't, don't get your panties in a bunch. Just, just stay with me on the topic, okay? Um, they drive what's socially acceptable um, for men, right? So like um, I always go back to this story. That, and this came from the homie Mark Socks, bro. Years ago, he told this story. He said, well, not story, but he made this analogy. He said, if women came outside tomorrow and said, nigga, fuck your house. I want the nigga with the biggest cardboard box on the street. Every dude would throw all they shit away. <laughs> right? And be copping refrigerator cardboard boxes. Uh, uh, wash and dryer cardboard boxes if they still have those, you know what I'm saying? But you get my point, right? Like, whip, like we do a lot of shit to impress women for the validation from women, right? Even though at the same time we fucking, you know, may disrespect women or may not appreciate them or may not treat them with the respect that they deserve, right? Um, and, and and I think that even comes from the fact that we pissed off that we want their validation on some level that like like because you could be successful and all that. But like if you ain't around no dope women or or you can't keep a dope chick like I'm questioning like, bro, what's wrong with you? You know, what I'm saying like. What's up with you? You know what I'm saying? And then I will tell you, like, even in terms of the women that you do get, like a lot of times they look at the type of women that you've been dealing with. They want to see your ex. They want to see what she look like. They want to see what her life is about. Right. Um, This is why you have women who deal with married dudes. You know what I'm saying? Because because him being married proves on, on some level, I guess, that he can be in a committed relationship and that he's willing to be in a committed relationship and that he's willing to take care of. Uh, his counterpart, although some might say the fact that he's cheating disproves all of that. I right, whatever, but you get the point that I'm making. So it's it's this crazy love hate shit with men and women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's bugged out because women kind of run shit. Like like overall you know i think i'm pretty sure you've all heard it said like if you look at any war that's ever been fought if you really get to the core of it it was over a woman now some people might say that's just comes from you know men wanting to blame shit on women which is totally plausible so totally plausible that this could be true um but if i look at like my own life shit that was going on like in the different drama situations that i was in and found myself in it it might not have necessarily been about a woman but if I was trying to gain like a level of respect or notoriety or whatever it was it was for me to be used best in terms of currency with women if if you can understand what I'm saying right like it like yeah it mattered if my niggas fucked with me 
if I had beef with niggas, it mattered that them niggas that I was beefing with knew who I was and didn't really want smoke with me. Um, but above all else, it mattered if the bitches was fucking with me. <laughs> it mattered. And depending on what they was fucking with, you know, of course, I'm speaking when I was younger. I mean, I think all dudes went through this. Um, depending on what women was fucking with, I became that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then of course, as I got older, I got on my man, fuck that shit, I'm doing me. But truth be told, truth be told, <laughs> I got on that shit because I found out that there are groups of women who fuck with that too. So there, there are women that fuck with the hot shit, the nigga that's, you know, wearing, uh, you know, Gucci and, um, you know, whatever other fucking expensive whatever and drives a super nice car and, you know, has money that he just can throw away or whatever, right? And then you have other women who like a more sensible dude, right? And then you have other women who like a hype dude that's ready to fight over nothing. And you got women who like dudes that are really laid back and kind of just let shit ride. They don't really, you know, whatever. Um, it, it's all kinds of women for all kind of men. And so what it is, is that I know for me, what I found is that it was easier for me to... Uh, appeal to women whose sensibilities more matched my personality. But make no mistake about it, the goal was to get women. <laughs> and then when I got them, to be fucking mad at them. <laughs> that shit is bugged out, yo. That shit is bugged out. That shit is crazy. Yeah. So, and then... Real quick, before I get out of here, because I ain't going to hold you up long. You know I don't like to do long ones when it's just me. Uh, but I mentioned Gucci. I want to cover that real quick um, with the whole boycott. Um, so I don't... So I fuck with Polite, right? Uh, who is a conscious dude on social media and YouTube. Um, if you don't know who Brother Polite is, um, yeah, you can just check him out. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty... Quick to see what he stands for, what he represents. Of course, uh, he's been accused of, you know, trying to get over on black people in the conscious community through different um, fundraising, be it ideas or schemes, depending on which side of the fence you fall on. But in any event, when I listen to him, um, he's one of the few dudes that kick knowledge that I can fuck with, that I can actually apply to my existence. Um, that doesn't just sound good like a pastor from a pulpit who is appealing to my emotional state and not my logistical state. Um, and so he had a whole thing about this, this Gucci thing. Um, and, and if you want to hear his perspective on that, then, you know, I, I do encourage you to go check it out. Listen to, to what he was saying. But what I would say is for one, for black people, to claim that they're boycotting Gucci. Um, listen, bro. Uh, Italian designers, these high-end fashion people, don't fuck with niggas. That ain't news. We've always known that. They ain't fuck with niggas. Um, if I remember the story correctly about Dapper Dan, I'm not from New York. I'm not even from that era necessarily. But if I remember it correctly, it was Dapper Dan kind of was the bridge that allowed niggas to get that look 
um, without having to go directly to, you know, the Italian designers. Okay. Which is fine. I mean, that could have had something to do with money. Maybe he was a little bit cheaper. I don't know. But niggas had money, though. Like, them Harlem niggas was killing that shit. So, but they never fucked with niggas, right? And they ain't really ever fucked with niggas until it was presented that black people can push commerce. That black people being 13% of the population can actually make some shit lucrative that we can say some shit is dope. Some shit is cool and get the white majority fucking with it on one hand, or, or (laughs) you get this 13% population of black people who, um, somehow, some way spend a gang of money. I have heard it reported that black people, um, as a group, spend more money uh, than any other group in this country. How accurate that is, I don't know. Just, you know, forgive my skepticism, but I don't trust information that comes from these media sources. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't. I don't trust it. But I, I do, but I, I, I see niggas every day as well. And niggas definitely be spending, okay? So, um... And niggas do try to live a lifestyle that is uh, excessive on the spending side of things. Not necessarily accumulating wealth, but uh, blowing it on fuckery, be it jewelry, cars, clothes. You know, uh, uh, you know that's just our understanding of what wealth looks like. Uh, and and that, that has changed and is still changing. And I'm glad to see that. But make no mistake about it, niggas is spending money on these designers and these fashion brands that do not fuck with niggas um to say that gucci put out a piece of clothing that offends you and because of that you will no longer buy from them first of all how many niggas is really shopping at gucci (laughs) that can afford to shop at gucci one two um they never fucked with you, bro. Like, they never did. It's the reason they created that piece of clothing that was offensive. Like, I just seen something. I think it was um, Louis Vuitton or something that, that put out something that had a noose on it. And then they came out with a story talking about, you know, it's, it, we, we, you know, suicide is an issue and we weren't trying to make fun of that or light of that, which is bullshit. That's really cover because the noose on that motherfucker look an awful lot like lynching nooses. But they tried to get in front of the story and make it not a black thing, but a suicide thing. And of course, people are going to get behind that and say, hey, yeah, you know, like. You know, like, 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 I'm glad that they got out. You know, suicide is a real thing. And suicide is a real thing. But that ain't what that shit was. Okay? They don't fuck with niggas. They ain't never fucked with niggas. Like, you ain't finna tell me that you all came out. Like, because these motherfuckers got boards, okay? They, they corporations. They make a ridiculous amount of money. It ain't just one person necessarily making this decision. And even if it is, it goes through a lot of different people before it gets to us. And so the fact that it made it to us tells you that there is more going on than just the design, right? It tells you that whoever is involved in that company on the decision-making side, they're not black or they're not in touch with um, 
black sensibilities in America. They are not in touch with the foundation of American racism, of American classism. They are not in the mix at all. So not only are they creating pieces um, and trying to sell it to you that represents your own history of oppression, degradation, inhumanity, uh, but they also do not employ anybody from that demographic either to even make them aware. In 2019, like, forget the clothes, bro. Think about the fact that there was nobody in the building that could tell them this might be a bad idea. You, nigga, are not represented in a building. Why would you want to support that? And I'm saying this shit was true before they made that stupid ass turtleneck. This was true before that. And you knew this before that. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them. Like, if you want to buy this shit, buy the shit because you like it. Right. But if you want to get on some old, I'm a boycott them because they making these type of clothes. Yeah, that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. Because if you was really on some shit like I'm not fucking with them on some about the culture shit, then you been wouldn't have fucked with them. And them doing this just exhibits what we already know to be true about them. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) And lastly, Floyd Mayweather rocking it. Get the fuck over entertainers and athletes not holding your political stance. That's not what the fuck they job is. What you should question more is why the fuck you pay more for your entertainment than you do for your quality of life. Fuck you on me. Peace.